Hey everyone, welcome to Third Shot Podcast. We appreciate all the downloads, the listens, and the comments, so let's keep it coming. Don't forget to subscribe or follow our show on your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, you can follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Third Shot Podcast or on Twitter at Third Shot Pod. Welcome, Uncle. How's it going, Bridgie? It's going great, but we're down one of our I one know. of our members. Russ is still on vacation. He must be having a great time wherever he's at. He's missing right? some good episodes, though. He's missing some good interviews. Yeah, we sure miss him. But lucky guy, vacationing for all of us right now. Yeah, he's getting good family time in, so good for him. <laughs> well, before we get started, let's yes, do it. Cheers to Russ. Cheers to Russ being on yeah. vacation, yeah, enjoying life. There you go. To Russ. So how you been, Bridgie? You been playing? Yes, I have. Um, the weather has been fantastic. Normally this time of the year, Las Vegas is like unbearably hot, like in the 100s by now. But this year, we're still like high 80s, low 90s. It's fantastic. What's up with this global warming? It seems like it's global cooling because up in here, <laughs> usually it's in the 70s, 80s uh, by this time of the year. And up in Northern California, it's been like 60s. And like when I start really? playing in the mornings, it's like high 50s. And then it may get to mid 60s, which is comfortable to play in. But it's definitely mm-hmm. not the normal temperatures that we're used to. I don't know. Maybe it's going to be hot until like October for us now. Yeah. So since the weather's been good, you've been getting some good play in. How are you playing? I have. Yeah, I've been playing at um, Sunset Park as well as Whitney Ranch. I don't think I've had a chance to take you there yet, but um, it's a smaller facility, four courts. Uh, I went the other day with one of my good friends, Francine. We got to hit it around and we had the courts to ourselves, which is rare. So were you playing singles? We were playing singles. Was working my butt off, but it was so fun because you know you don't have to worry about swapping out. Um, I did miss being able to play against another team, but we were catching up. Uh, hadn't seen her in a while, so it was a lot of fun. You know, just playing some singles and catching up on life without anybody else around. Yeah, that's that is nice. So Whitney Ranch, is there a lot of courts there? I know Sunset's got a a ton, like twenty seven, right? Yeah, Sunset is the I think the largest one that we have for outdoor facility and Whitney Ranch. No, there's only about four pickleball designated courts. Um, there are quite a few tennis courts around, though. I think maybe like eight to ten tennis courts. Is but, it in a a park or is it uh, you know in a neighborhood? What's what's the situation like there? It's in a neighborhood, which makes me a little nervous because I've heard you know in the going around in the news about people not being so happy with the pickleball sounds. So hopefully this one doesn't lose access, but um, it is in a neighborhood next to a recreation center. So in my mind, when I think of that, it's like if you purchased a home next to a recreation center, you kind of have to be expecting use of those things, right? You would think. But I just came from playing in uh, Walnut Creek where, you know, my weekend, you know, courts that I typically play at 
are in Walnut Creek and there's eight designated pickleball courts, permanent pickleball courts. It's kind of connected to a park, a lot of kids playing there. And then the other side of the park is tennis courts, right? So again, as you were saying, you would think if you're buying a house next to a neighborhood with a park. Now, this pickleball club, the Walnut Creek Pickleball Club, they actually raised, I think, upwards over $30,000 to help put in these pickleball courts. And it's really cool because it's sunken down a little lower. You got to walk down a flight of stairs to kind of get to them. But they're outdoors. It's in kind of the woodsy area. Very protected. But the community is outraged about the noise that, uh, you know, this pickleball, you know, play is, is causing. And, uh, you know, originally they were saying, you know, because there was so much popularity to the courts that people are parking in front of their homes, which I totally get. So what they mm-hmm. did was they block off in front of the, you have to be approved to park in front of the homes. You can park in the parking lot. You can park right in front of the street that's right alongside the, uh, the pickleball courts, but you can't park in front of the homes, which makes sense. Okay, perfect. But it wasn't good enough. So they said, nope, we do not want people playing pickleball there anymore. There's eight designated courts. Come on, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So then they got it passed where you could only play pickleball at certain times. So you couldn't start too early in the morning. You couldn't play too late at night. You can only play certain. Oh, and one day a week, you can't play at all. The courts are closed. So you think, okay, that's going to appease all the people in the neighborhood. Right. Nope. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It went to vote and they said, nope. Uh, I forget what the date is, but you're going to have to close the courts permanently. No more pickleball. I don't know what they're going to do with the space. So the Walnut Creek Pickleball Club, they're looking for alternative um, locations now to where they're going to have to, you know, either put in new courts or I don't know what they're going to do, but I, I feel so bad for the group because like I said, they raised a lot of money to put these courts in. They paid for studies to figure out how they can reduce the sound. They came up with different suggestions and for whatever reason, neighborhood just didn't go for it. Oh my gosh. So was it a sound issue or a traffic issue? Because it sounds like they try to come up with a compromise for the traffic. They try to come up with a compromise with the sound so that people weren't being woken up at eight in the morning with pickleball noises. So what's the problem? I hear you. I mean, pickleball does so much for the community. I mean, I get it. You know, if you live close by and you hear, you know, a noise early in the morning or something like that from from the pickleball play, I get that. But they stop that. You can't play until later, you know, later in the morning. And, you know, you're by a park. There's kids at, I don't know, seven, eight in the morning playing in the park on the swings. There's tennis courts right there. So, you, you know, maybe tennis doesn't make quite as much noise, but there's people playing tennis first thing in the morning. I don't get it. I just, you know, I think pickleball does so much good for the community that it should way offset any a little annoyance of, of a little noise um, at late morning <laughs> to, right. to late afternoon. I mean, come on. I think, well, I don't think. I know I'm extremely biased because I obviously love playing pickleball. Yeah. I think everybody should. But wouldn't it be funny if they, like, 
made everybody at least play one round of pickleball before they were able to vote so that they have oh. like an educated perspective on what they're voting for. <laughs> I would love that idea. I, w- I would hope that they would be able to keep an open mind, right? And right. not like, oh, but come on. I mean, I, I just, as much as I know I'm biased like you are to, you know, we love the game so much. I just can't see, uh, like, how many people buy houses next to a golf course? As soon as as soon as the the sunlight comes up, people are playing golf on the golf course, and there's and the um, groundskeepers are mowing that golf course first thing in the morning every single right. day. That makes way more noise than a you know, <laughs> a couple of pickleballs here and there. Yeah, and so then you know if they do close those courts. I remember going with you and they were quite busy. Like they drew in a pretty large crowd. So now those pickleball players, where are you all going to go? Like what courts now can you take? And then that just, you know, impacts the other facilities. Yeah, there are other courts, but for me, unfortunately, they're further away. So if I want to go that direction from my house, you know, these courts are only 15 minutes from my house. Um, The next set of courts that I would have to go to are probably 30 minutes away. So it's probably an extra 15 minute drive to get to the next set of courts, which is probably going to make me go the other direction from my house because there's another set of courts the other direction that's only you know 15 minutes away but then i miss all the great relationships and Mm -hmm. all the friends that i've developed in that Wanna creek club so i'm you know i I don't want to give that up so i'll probably be driving 30 minutes once in a while and then i'll probably be playing a little bit more on the other courts that are the other direction yeah i can't keep you away (laughs) yeah you can't you know I think there's got to be a better way to like, you know, to schedule times, right? Mm-hmm. And make it a win-win for the pickleball players, the community, and then the homeowners can, can know that their voice has been heard, right? There's got to be a, a scheduling, right? Like, okay, so Russ isn't here. I got to do a learning more question because I got to fill in for Russ. Yeah. How, how, how do you guys do it at UNLV? Because you have limited court space. And there's so many different sports that want to use that court space. How do you guys figure it all out and and make it work for everybody? That's a great question because it is similar to this pickleball issue that we're seeing because, you know, we have a limited amount of court space, as you mentioned, and numerous sports to be played on those court spaces. So basketball, volleyball, badminton, um, soccer on our multi-purpose courts. And so it is a juggling act. And, It's actually a really great problem to have for me because that means that people are in our facility and they're active and they're wanting to play, which is great. Um, So to accommodate them as best as possible, we do set up open recreation time. So to kind of spread the love of the courts and access to these courts, we set aside time. So if you're here to play volleyball, these are the times that you can come in and volleyball will be set up. Or for badminton, um, there was a popular facility in Las Vegas that recently closed down. And so all of those badminton people came to our facility and they're like, we heard you have badminton. So now we have to implement open rec hours for badminton folks. Um, and so, yeah, it, it is tough and we don't have a software or an app. And I know that there's 
softwares and apps out there to help with it. We just have it scheduled like on a calendar. And are the you know, are you getting any complaints that like from the basketball players are like, I want more open gym time or is it oh, yeah. kind of a, oh really? Everybody wants more time, huh? <laughs> Everybody wants more time or they want it to be um, only designated for that one sport. So, you know, like permanent badminton courts and lines, um, permanent volleyball. Um, but we do what we can. We, sh- we share the space and Try to get as many people in there as possible and accommodate as many people as possible. Well, for the people that haven't visited UNLV, you guys have a fantastic facility and you guys do a great job of running it, Bridgie. Oh, thank you. Yeah, come check us out if you're ever in Vegas. (laughs) So who do we have coming up? So speaking of uh, reserving spaces or having open rec hours, we have a very special person. Her name is Ashley Owens. And she's the co-founder of Court Reserve, which is an app that allows people or allows uh, facilities to have their members log in and sign up for court space. So very helpful. We're going to hear more. So stick around after this break to hear from Ashley Owens with Court Reserve. This is Bridgie and Uncle Greg with Third Shot Podcast. PB Army is a new pickleball gear company of two Navy veterans. Their gear is carefully designed to meet the needs of players and is made using top quality materials to enhance your game. One of the products they offer are thinking caps, which are made with durable and hydrophobic materials to prevent water absorption and sweat buildup during a game. The caps are antimicrobial, ensuring that players can use them confidently without the fear of bacteria or odor. Their dinking caps are built to withstand regular use, even from daily pickleball players. Whether you're playing in a tournament or a rec game with friends, the caps keep them comfortable, dry, and looking great on and off the courts. As a veteran-owned company, PB Army is committed to providing their customers with the best products possible and take pride in serving the pickleball community. Customers looking for durable and high-quality pickleball gear can rely on this company to meet their needs. And you can use code THIRDSHOT, that's the number three, R-D-S-H-O-T, to receive 10% off your entire purchase. Welcome back to Third Shot. We appreciate all the support that you've been showing us on our social media. Keep giving us your feedback and comments. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever your favorite is. We love hearing from you. And now, Bridgie and I are so excited to have Ashley Owens, the founder of Court Reserve, with us today. How you doing, Ashley? I'm great. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. We're good and super happy to have you on the show to hear more about Court Reserve. Yeah. So before we get started, please join us for a toast for all you're doing there at Court Reserve. Cheers. Cheers. So before we get into the details of Court Reserve, which is an amazing application that you've come up with, how did you even get started with Pickleball? What's your background with it? So... My husband, Tim, and I, we were tennis players, club players. We coached our kids' high school teams, and we got into doing court reserve back in 2016. We were kind of entrepreneurial at heart, and so we actually heard about pickleball and and knew that there was 
a tournament that was going to be happening down in Port St. Lucie, Florida. And we lived in North Carolina at the time. And so we decided to go down and be sponsors of the tournament. And it was a pickleball tournament. And it was so much fun to watch people have so much fun. And we played (laughs) tennis for years and thought this is going to be like a really fun sport to to kind of learn and, and play. So we go back to the hotel we're staying in that night and the hotel has wooden paddles and pickleballs that we could just borrow. So we go out and we, and we start hitting across. By the time we got home, we had already ordered pickleball paddles. We had already started <laughs> trying to figure out who we knew in the area that could play. And that's really how it got started was just the, the way to get into it was we just saw how much fun it was, saw how social it was and decided, yes, we can do this. That's so funny that, you know, it reminds me of when a Bridgie introduced pickleball to me. Like after the first day, I was on my phone and then I went to my computer and I'm going, what paddle should I get? What paddle? I was just researching. I like I was so hooked immediately. Yeah. And it's funny that you saw people playing pickleball at a tournament before you even picked up a paddle for the first time. Yeah. You know, Court Reserve started out as a tennis club software platform. And so, you know, we knew pickleball was up and coming and heard about that. And so we decided to do that first tournament and pickleball has completely changed the culture at Court Reserve for sure. So from the time that you went to that tournament, you got your first paddle. When did you start introducing pickleball into Court Reserve? Well, pickleball was, so the way court reserve works, it's based on your courts and court types. Well, that's easy because we could already support that in court reserve. And so as you go into the platform, it was easily able to help clubs who already were pickleball established or adding pickleball at the time, because this was, you know, several years ago. But since then, all of the features and functionality that goes into Court Reserve is driven by our own facilities and clubs that use Court Reserve. They drive all the functionality. So we have an idea board and they put an idea on the board. People get to vote. And if it really serves all of the customers, we think, to a degree, then we'll implement that. So now pickleball and all the features of pickleball facilities and clubs are really driving a lot of the features into court reserve. And so that's pretty powerful because once a facility gets in a trial status or learns about court reserve, we have what they need. That's amazing. That's such a seamless process, it sounds like, but I'm sure there were some unforeseen challenges along the way. What were some of those challenges? So, you know, Tim and I, we, you know, worked our full-time jobs in order to pay the bills. And then, you know, he developed court reserve at night and on the weekends. And so, you know, for years, our kids were smaller. And so it was, you know, doing double jobs and, and trying to do, you know, one at a time and then going to conferences and trying to get the word out about our product. And so, of course, you know, there were growing pains. And then it's just been about four years to where we were both able to come on full time. We have doubled our staff in the last year. And so now, you know, it, it's just this incredible journey that we've got to go on um, with pickleball being a part of the Court Reserve brand. Well, there's so many aspects to what people can experience on your app. Tell us, you know, what are the different features? 
Well, the main feature I think, you know, to think about is memberships and memberships really mean player access. Because if you think about in a pickleball facility or even in a parks and rec space, you may not have a membership, but you may need to almost create an opportunity for equal and fair playing time. So being allowed people to sign up for one court reservation per day. Or what about programming? We work with a lot of coaches that just use court reserve to run all of their programming, all their classes, all their summer camps. Uh, payments. That's huge. Allowing a pro or a facility to be able to allow registration for a class or an open play, pay for that online. And then probably one of the best features of Court Reserve is the mobile app. Um, We don't charge extra for a mobile app and it's easy to get online, to sign up, to find things. And in fact, this summer, we're actually um, allowing clubs to do their own customizable mobile app in the app stores and host websites. And so there's a lot of things depending on who you're talking about. The players, of course, love Court Reserve because it's easy. If you go to a club, that has court reserve. You can easily join an organization and and follow through with that. But facilities, they run their day-to-day and that's what we love. We love data. We love analytics. We love teaching people how do you drive revenue at your facility, whether you're a private club, a public club, a parks and rec. Um, And so there are so many different things that court reserve can do depending on who we're talking about. Um, And that's why we're we are really passionate about helping people and educating them on how to use the platform for their facility. That's great. And I did take a look at your website and looking at the different modules that it has to offer. And it's very encompassing. And like you had mentioned, the mobile the mobile um, screen on it, it makes it really functional for the user, which I think is super important to have in an app. Oh, yeah. And you think about it a lot of times. The mobile app is an extreme part of everything we do in our life. I mean, most people have a smartphone at this point, right? So So the mobile app has to be, you know, easy to access. It has to be easy to use. And because pickleball is, you know, across the generations for young people as well as older people, I mean, we have to make it to where any age group can access and use it with simplicity. And I think that's what we've done with our mobile app. Absolutely. I went on there and it's just so easy to use, but so many resources. And that's the cool thing. The app itself has a lot of resources. Then you go to your website and you got blogs, you have articles. I mean, there's so much to it. How long did it take you to kind of create all of this or has it just evolved over time? It's definitely evolved over time. This is a journey that, you know, Tim and I and all of the people that work with us at Court Reserve have, you know, we've kind of risen up together and the the folks, the the people that we work with on a day-to-day basis on the Court Reserve team, they've been with us for, you know, one and two and three years. And so they've kind of been able to ride this journey with us. Um, They are passionate about helping people, about supporting our customers, our future customers. And so it's definitely been such an amazing time to almost bring people up alongside of us and then be able to impart that upon our customers as well. That's really great to hear that you're growing so quickly. How many clubs roughly are using Court Reserve now? Yeah, we just reached around 1,100 And so we'll turn seven years old this August. And uh, again, it's just, you know, 
we take it very seriously, the, the passion and the support that we try and implement on those customers and making sure that we hold their hand and onboard them in a time frame that, that makes sense for them too. Yeah, as a business owner myself, there's always aspects that bring me more joy, right? And, you know, you are smiling. I watch your social media feeds and there's so much energy. What do you enjoy most about, you know, being a business owner? I love the relationships. I love the new features. I love the fact that we can meet you as a business owner and you tell us what you need in order to do your best day to day and support your customers. And then you can trust that Court Reserve is going to take care of those you know, new things. We're getting ready to come out with our new league platform this summer. And it is an incredible piece of how we have so many customers that have helped us build that part of our, you know, platform. We're going to do a lot of things that are continually, you know, based on what our customers have told us. And really, you know, we just spent um, a couple of days um, with something called Club Pickleball Mastermind out in Utah. We brought together like 45 different individuals. Now, half of these were current facilities in the pickleball world that had been open a year, two years, three years. But there were also the other half of those were, I'm going to build a pickleball facility. I'm going to renovate a pickleball facility. I'm, I'm, I'm opening soon. And to sit with people and to really understand what their needs are from a software to run their day-to-day, that was an incredible process for us in a relationship standpoint. So to go back to your original question, it, it's really all about the relationships for me and being able to really help people on a day-to-day basis. Well, we're really excited to hear more about these um, new developments that are on the horizon, but I do think we are ready for a quick break, but we will be right back and hear more from Ashley with Court Reserve. Listen up, pickleball people. You can't slay on the court and look sloppy at the same time. Thank goodness for pickleball athletes and their sweet styles. Whether you want long sleeves, no sleeves, or funky and fun prints, pickleball athlete has got you covered. Their selection is perfect for the super serious players or the jokers out there. And they don't just stop at clothes either. Check out their awesome accessories that would make fabulous gifts for your favorite player. Or for yourself, let's be real. And hey, you get to feel good about supporting a small business too. Find them at pickleballathlete.com. Be sure to also follow on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back to Third Shop Podcast. And we are joined by Ashley, a co-founder of Court Reserve. But before we get to hear more about what is in store for this wonderful app, it's time for our third shot, guys. All right. Our favorite. Our favorite. Cheers. Actually, before the break, you, you had mentioned that you just went to Utah and did the Mastermind conferences. What was the big takeaway? The big takeaway is that We have a lot of people getting into the pickleball space now. We have entrepreneurs, we have business people, and they have done a lot of great things in the business world, but now pickleball's new. So how do you drive memberships? How do you drive revenue to pay for those floors and those lights? How do you drive programming? Um, You know, pickleball is a little unique in the racket and sports industry because 
in, you know, tennis and, and some of these other racket sports, you know, instructors have the ability to, you know, create private lessons and instruction for a long period of time. Well, pickleball is such an easy sport to pick up. How do instructors continue to provide, you know, income for themselves, lessons and programming? How do you do that? So it was a great experience for these pickleball facilities that have been doing it one, two, three, four years to come alongside and best practices you know, things they've learned. Let's not make the same mistakes to, you know, and then for the new, you know, up and coming pickleball facilities, maybe that want to just open or maybe even franchise across the United States. What's those best practices so that they're not having to pay for those mistakes early on? So it was really takeaways from both sides, just the networking part. We have a group of 45 people now that know each other. We played pickleball together. We spent three days together and, and dined together and educated ourselves together. Again, it's about the quality time. And now we have friends all over the country. Yeah, and building that support system because I think that's so important when starting a business or even continuing your business is having those relationships. And it's cool to hear now that there's a conference based around pickleball businesses, who would have thought that it would get to this point, you know? Yeah. And it's based on our relationship with uh, Club USA Pickleball out in Utah. They've been a longstanding client of Court Reserve and they're doing so many great things out there. And so we decided one day that, you know, we had a lot of people calling and asking, you know, basic questions. Well, well, let's get people together and put them in a room together and let them ask their questions in person. And it was dynamic. It was such an incredible time. Um, we have a website that has tons of tutorials just from the different things people learned. And we're really excited because we're going to do it again um, in August of this year. So That's wonderful. Isn't it crazy with Zoom and, you know, social media and everything like everybody can communicate through what, like what we're doing right now on through the computer. We see each other. We're talking to each other. But when you get in one room, and you get a bunch of people. It's just a different energy, and you get so much more out of it. I, I really miss that in business. Um, I don't do it nearly as much as I used to, and that's part of the business that I miss because I love being with people. And I think more ideas come out when you're actually in a room together versus you know just looking at each other through a camera <laughs> on the computer. Agreed. And and when you spend time with people, quality time. You get to talk about things that are important in the business, but in a different aspect, right? Because if we have a scheduled Zoom call, we're going to talk about an agenda, this, this, and this. But, you know, when you spend three days with people and you have dinner with people and lunch, then those conversations can really turn out to be best practices. And then you form a relationship and now you have a counterpart you can call on when you need assistance in the future. Exactly. Yep. So before we took our break, you were telling us how much... Uh, Core Reserve has been growing. What is next in line, if you can share with us, for Court Reserve? Well, this summer, definitely leagues um, are, is going to be a huge part of what Court Reserve does and comes out with. Um, and then I think, you know, that customized mobile app in the App Store. And then again, tournaments uh, at the end of the year, which is such a bear. You know, everybody wants to run a tournament. Yeah. Uh, but then when you're developing a, a tournament, you know, for a software platform, you have to think about substitutions. 
you know, what if it rains, uh, notifications, like all those things exist in court reserve, but now we need to put it together, you know, with a bracket style and what that looks like. So we're really excited. Um, we have about 400 ideas on that court reserve idea board. 400. Yes. And they grow every day. We get new ideas from our facilities every day of things they need. And so our product team is probably, you know, going to have amazing things coming. Some are little and some are large. And it just depends because there's nothing like being a customer and telling a company, I need this to run my business. And a month later, it's in the platform. And and it's exactly you're helping, you know, change the way that other people do their business. And so, again, we're really excited about the next six months and what's coming. Uh, we always talk about, you know, uh, User conference is coming. That's probably something that, you know, we haven't done before and are really excited about. We're calling it Catalyst because we want to help supercharge our, you know, super admins and their platforms. And it's really, again, a way to put people in a room and talk about best practices and facilities and, you know, sports. It's an incredible journey because sports really drive joy and happiness and people great health and and habits in their lifestyle and what better industry to be in than to be able to support clubs and organizations that are creating joy and happiness and good health in people. It keeps you happy yourself when you're involved in your, you know, and you know, everybody's smiling around you and it's kind of a common goal for people's mental health as well as physical health. I mean, it's so wonderful. I mean, I, I, that's one of the joys that I have in, you know, being involved in this sport and being involved in pickleball is just how happy everybody is when they get to play and in the social aspect of it, the friends they get to meet and, you know, what you're doing at core reserve is just a tool to help all of that get together and help these people get together. And I think that's just amazing what you're doing. Yeah. I really love the parks and rec space because the parks and rec space all over the country is really in a situation now where a lot of them have had tennis courts for years. And I love tennis. I'm still a tennis player and a tennis fan. Um, And they have a lot of space in the tennis world. And now we have lots of people who want to play pickleball. And so now the Parks and Rec space is trying to figure out how do we develop pickleball courts or how do we transition or how do we overlay and how do we drive revenue and and things like that. And again, that's a different segment of people because the parks and recs should be where everyone can come and play. And so again, it's a great way to get young people and, and all ages of people to come together and to learn a sport and to be happy and active and outside even. Yeah. I have a follow-up to that because you know, one of the courts that I, I play at fairly rec- uh, recently, they are getting closed down by the neighborhood. You know, the, the the housing community is saying, hey, it's too much noise, traffic, the parking in front of my house, all of this. Are you hearing this across the country? Uh, you know, neighborhoods, uh, probably a little bit. Um, we are hearing some of that. But again, I think that you know, when communities come together and see that people want to be active in their community and they take an active role in building those spaces for people, 
that's what we need. I mean, I understand in a homeowner's community, you have courts and people need, you know, quiet and things like that. So I think, you know, in our platform, you can put parameters around what time people can actually sign up, you know, and reserve a court or play or, you know, there's a lot of things that communities and and even our own communities that use court reserve do in order to protect, you know, after 10 p.m. at night and rules and things like that. So I think that communities have a great way uh, in software and in technology to use those benefits to still allow play. Um, because who, who cares if the ball's loud at 12 o'clock noon, right? Little different right. at night, but for sure, there's technologies out there that can make it to where they can still play in their own communities. Yeah, that's a huge topic of discussion, I think, across the nation right now with the rise in popularity of playing and the limited court space. And, you know, I do think, like Uncle said, that court reserve is a tool to kind of help aid in whatever regard it is that the clubs or the neighborhood courts need. Um, I was kind of curious, though, because I haven't gone to see court reserve from a user's perspective. Can you walk us through kind of what it would look like if I were to sign up and what that would all entail and how I would reserve a court space? Absolutely. Well, what's great about Court Reserve is it's completely customizable by the facility and it's based on what the facility allows you to do. So the facility actually gets to customize it with their own logo, with their own branding, with their own announcements and things that you're allowed to do or you want, you know, that they want you to be able to do. And so it's as easy as, you know, uh, putting a a phone number, a name, an email, you know, in that platform of what that facility is, and then being able to do what that facility allows you to do. And again, it depends on do they have courts for rental or do they just have programming or classes? Do they allow you to reserve or, you know, uh, request a lesson by an instructor at their facility? Um, Pay for things online, uh, be a part of a group or, or sign up for an open play match. So there's so many different levels to what the facilities can do. Um, and it it's, it's really great because we feel like that's the best way to let a business run their business is to make it so customizable that they can drive what they want their players to be able to do. I also saw that you had an announcement a little while back that you're kind of partnering with Duper uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we're excited. Duper's a great uh, rating system, and we're excited about you know completing that over the summer and allowing ratings to be entered into play. So we all know as players in the racket and sports industry that if you ever get you know beat <laughs> or if you ever you know beat somebody <laughs> to a point, right? Yeah. Having a great dynamic rating system is really important in pickleball because we want to play people who are at the same skill level. And so partnering with Duper is going to allow facilities to be able to have those, you know, like rated systems. And that way players can have better and more competitive matches. They're going to have more fun and it's going to take away that, oh, well, you know, I lost, you know, O and O versus, you know, being able to to beat somebody O and O. Nobody ever wants to go through that. And so having a great rating system is really important in our sport right now. That's great. And I think I can definitely see the benefits of that. Uncle, you know, the courts that I play at here at Sunset Park in Vegas. Right. So it's this really great outdoor facility with like 23 courts, but some are designated as like challenge courts. There's some like in the back corner that someone wrote in chalk next to it. That's like 
four rows and above only. So, you know, that kind of takes the guesswork out of somebody who's just entering into the courts and not knowing like, well, where do I even start? Should I be playing on this court or who is an evenly matched person with me? So, you know, that feature I think is definitely going to be fantastic. Yeah, well, and I- then uh, Bridgie, you actually told a story about a guy that walked off the court because yes. uh, you know a group wasn't good enough for them. Yeah, midway through the game, he just walked off the court. <laughs> Again, you know, and when you have a dynamic rating system, you know, you have a more true rating as well. Now, I know some people will probably say, "Oh, but pickleball so social, and you shouldn't need a rating." But, but really, you know as you play and as you get better, I mean, I just think that the ratings, you know, allow people to enjoy commonality and common play. And when you have, you know, a a 30, you know, rallies back and forth or even 20, you know, that is a great point, regardless if you win or lose that point. And that really happens when you play with people who are very close to you in rating. Yeah. So, you know, your your app really helps, uh, you know, throw tournaments, run tournaments. What's your involvement in actually sponsoring tournaments or having your own? So, you know, we're really a B2B company at this point. We help clubs and facilities that, you know, are in that tennis and pickleball space. Uh, we have really not considered running our own tournament as of yet. Um, we're still having a lot of fun and developing a lot of the product that, you know, a lot of our facilities really need. Um, we've sponsored um, a lot of tournaments through USA Pickleball and trying to grow that community effort. Um, we're working with the National Foundation for Parks and Rec and, and trying to get the word out there. Um, but no court reserve tournament on the board yet. So we'll keep that for future. All right. Well, now that's number 401 on your board. Yes. (laughs) Add it to the board. (laughs) So if we have any listeners who are involved with clubs or court spaces and they're interested in checking out your product, where's the best place for them to go and to maybe get a hold of you? Yeah, they can just go out to courtreserve.com. We have a lot of information on our site. They can see an entire functional demo of Court Reserve. It's recorded. They can also uh, schedule an overview call with one of our team members just to kind of walk them through their questions and, and what they can you know, learn or what they need to know about Court Reserve. Um, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook and, and LinkedIn. So uh, yeah, just reach out and we'll get back to them. Uh, That's great. And thank you so much for joining us today. It was so much fun talking to you and learning more about Court Reserve. Thank you. It was great. Thanks so much, Ashley. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We're really excited about just expanding pickleball in general. So thank you. Oh, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. So thank you, all of you that are listening today for joining us at Third Shot, where Bridgie and I will continue to share our pickleball journey special thanks to Ashley for joining us and sharing the cool things that Court Reserve is doing for the game of pickleball. Check out Court Reserve on their website, courtreserve.com or on Instagram, which is Court Reserve. You can support this show by subscribing. We promise to have more amazing guests just like Ashley in the future. Let's continue to share our enjoyment for the game and grow that pickleball community that we all love. See you next time on Third Shot Podcast.